Over the centuries, man has displayed his wisdom in a multitude of ways. The writings of Plato, King Solomon, and more recently C.S. Lewis and Faulkner are heralded as masterpieces. They hold a special place in the annals of the wisdom of man. And then there are those shorter pieces, common proverbs, that, that while they are more to the point, do indeed pack a small dose of wisdom. Welcome to Sincerely Yours with Ann Maines, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. Hear new episodes every weekday and subscribe to our podcast at faithstrongtoday.com. Sayings such as, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, or, or the pen is mightier than the sword. They're familiar quips that everyone counts as true. Well, not long ago, a grade one teacher gave her six-year-old students only the first half of some of these well-known sayings, just to see how these children, in their limited life experience, would end them. Common life proverbs and six-year-old wisdom. See what you think. Better to be safe than punch a fifth grader. Strike while the bug is close. Don't bite the hand that looks dirty. You can't teach an old dog math. If you lie down with dogs, you will stink in the morning. A penny saved is not much. Two's company, three's the musketeers. Children should be seen, but not grounded. Laugh and the whole world laughs with you. Cry and you have to blow your nose. And finally, there is no fool like... Aunt Edie. Mm, sorry, Aunt Edie. These are so cute, I know. But as cute as they are, most of them fall flat simply because there's no life experience connecting to their deeper meaning, causing the kids to basically miss the point. But no harm done. The harm comes when in our attempt to connect with God, we try to bypass Jesus, entirely missing the point of the cross. In the book of Hebrews, Jesus is clearly revealed as mankind's only hope for connecting to the heart of God. His sacrifice on the cross was complete, and we need look no further than him for our hope, our joy, our future. And in the seventh chapter of Hebrews, we find Jesus is also our mediator with God, our high priest. Set up by Moses in ancient times, the high priest was a kind of go-between with God, but the system was flawed because of sin. Besides offering sacrifices to God for the sins of the people, we're told that the high priest also had to offer sacrifices for his own sin, the mediator just as needy as those for whom he was presenting. In verse 28, we're told of God's remedy to this problem. The law appointed flawed men as high priests, but God's promise, sealed with his oath, which succeeded the law, appoints a perfect son who is complete forever. A perfect son, Jesus, the son of God, the baby in a manger, the mighty resurrected Christ. And now he is our high priest, the eternal one and the only one worthy to hold the title. And in verse 25, we find out how this affects us. Therefore, he is able once and forever to save everyone who comes to God through him, 
he lives forever to plead with God on their behalf. Jesus is our forever mediator with God. He pleads to God on our behalf. And while I'm not sure what it is he says, I have a feeling that words may not be needed. As you accept God's grace through the cross, I think all Jesus has to do is hold out one nail-scarred hand. And that speaks volumes to the Father. Taking you on a journey through the New Testament, this has been Sincerely Yours with Ann Maines, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. Subscribe to our podcast and join us on social media. All the details are at faithstrongtoday.com.